Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Nathan Wolfel Outdoors podcast. I am Nathan Wolfel of NathanWolfelOutdoors.com. As always, thank you very much for joining me today. As we get rolling, a few friendly reminders. Be sure to check out NathanWolfelOutdoors.com frequently for the latest content from the Wisconsin outdoors, hunting, fishing, birding, recipes. Find all of that and more at NathanWolfelOutdoors.com. Be sure to check back frequently so you don't miss a thing. You can find me on social media by searching Nathan Wolfel Outdoors on Facebook and on Instagram at ndubs41. That's at ndubs41 on Instagram. Well, it has been a crazy couple of weeks since we last spoke. Uh, my wife Liza and I welcomed our first child to the world, Anthony Edwin. He was born two weeks ago as I record this, and it has been a blast. Parenting is, so far, it's been very fun. We really enjoy it. It's been such a special experience to go through. Um, I know we are at the very, very beginning, and we don't even have any real clue <laughs> what we have signed ourselves up for. But it has been just an amazing journey so far, just absolutely life-changing, as cliche as that might sound. Um, it has been such an incredible blessing to have little Anthony in our lives, and it has changed some things for us, but we're kind of getting back in the groove, starting to get into a bit of a routine, as much of a routine as a newborn will allow. Um, my buddy JT joked with me on Twitter and said, hey, so when is he going to be on the podcast? And I said, you know what? He'll probably be on the next episode. So if you hear a little whining or fussing in the background, uh, that's why. <laughs> I probably will not go back and edit that out because I have to roll with energy while I have it. I normally hit a wall around this time of day as I'm recording this, but I haven't yet. I'm well caffeinated. I'm ready to crank out a show. Um, so just wanted to give you a little update on life. I'm really looking forward to hopefully spending some time with our son in the outdoors, hunting and fishing and birding and introducing him to different experiences and all the wonder of the natural world. And that will be a long process. And we will, his mom and I will let him pick and gravitate toward whatever it is he likes, but we want to give him as many outdoor experiences as possible. So Wanted to reassure all of you that the content's going to keep coming, especially as we settle into a groove here, that the site's going to keep going. We're not going to stop this party now, so don't worry. There will be plenty of new stuff coming along. Um, another update I owe you, too, is that I mentioned in the last show that my book was done, and we were hoping to have the ebook version available for sale shortly. That is still the case. <laughs> we had a little wrench thrown in the legal process as we were going through. Um, a wonderful wrench as our son showed up a little earlier than expected. And we didn't have all of our I's dotted and T's crossed as far as the book went, but we got back rolling on it this week. It should be available soon. I will be sure to let all of you know as soon as it is available online, the ebook version. And then in early spring, there will be an audiobook. The hopes are as well as a paperback version available for sale as well. I will be sure to keep updating you on that. Um, looking out my window right now. It's nice to see snow. But man, it has been a bummer of a winter so far. Um, I have not been out fishing in any way, shape, or form since we last spoke. And yes, the new baby has something to do with that. But also, honestly, even if we didn't have him, I, I, I don't know how much fishing I'd really be able to do. Um, the ice isn't quite in in most places, and it's sketchy. And I, I'm not comfortable with the ice situation in most places locally um, and 
open water fishing is kind of off the table right now because most of my best spots are just a little farther away from home than I care to be with a newborn sitting here. Um, but it really got me thinking about that. You know, I, I even mentioned something on Twitter the other day. Winters aren't what they used to be in Wisconsin. And I had anecdotal evidence in my hunting and fishing log that you should all be keeping, by the way, um, that ice fishing seasons have gotten shorter and shorter, at least in this part of Wisconsin over the last several years. And I made a comment to um, Dr. Titus, who has been on this show, and he said, you know, it's not just a glimpse at what the future looks like in our state. In all likelihood, this is what the future will be in our state. And I've thought a lot about that in the last few days. And it's, it's a bummer. It's overwhelming. It's stressful to think about the fact that winter as we know it in Wisconsin is, is kind of going away. And there's strong scientific data to suggest that we've lost something like 17 days of ice cover in the last century, that the ice comes in later and leaves sooner. And that is very much a thing that is happening in our part of the world and across the planet. And I'm hoping to do a show talking about that here in the near future. Um, the plan for the podcast here moving forward, I have some feelers out. I have some great episodes I would like to do that are more guest focused than the previous episodes have been. Um, I'd like to get back on the guest train. So I have those feelers out. I'm working through getting those shows scheduled, some really special stuff that I'm looking forward to if we can make everything align. But I wanted to let you know that those shows are coming. <laughs> we will get back to having someone other than me yakking at you on here and learning some things together about some really important stuff that's going on in our world. But for today, I wanted to repeat something that I did at the beginning of last year because many of you seem to like it. So I figured I want to at least attempt to give the people what they want, what they enjoy. We're going to take a look ahead at not only my goals for 2023 as, as they relate to the outdoors, but also some of your goals. As we look ahead in the new year here, we're still very early in 2023. Um, I, I've mentioned it a bunch on this show. <laughs> we, we did a recap in the last episode of how 2022 went. And I, I bring up frequently that I am a goals-oriented person. And I definitely sat down and made a list of my goals at the beginning of the new year. Again, not a big resolutions guy. I'm a huge believer that you don't have to wait for a massive special occasion to better your life, to better yourself, to better those around you. But it still seems like a, a fitting time to take a look at what I and we would like to get done in relation to the outdoors in the upcoming year. So we'll kick it off with a handful of my goals. And then we'll go to some of uh, your goals that you shared with me on Facebook and kind of talk a bit about that and get ourselves in the right mindset looking ahead at the new year and what we hope we can do in the outdoors here in Wisconsin. So without further ado, I'm going to pull up my handy note app and take a look at this is great radio, by the way, I can I can see all of you listening through your earbuds or in your car being like, no, he didn't have this prepared. No, he did not. <laughs> but I got it up now. Okay. So I have a handful of goals for 2023. And the first one is to find a new balance. My life, my wife's life, our collective lives have changed with the addition of our son. And it's extremely exciting. But as I have alluded to in previous episodes, this spending three, 400 hours in the outdoors a year might have to change a little bit. And I'm completely okay with that. 
but it's going to be a balancing act. My wife and I have talked about that. It's a priority to still spend time together in the outdoors, to start slowly introducing our son into the outdoors. And also for me to have that time to decompress, to learn new things, to just have that added joy in my life. And so finding what that new balance is, is going to be a key thing for me. I have no idea what it looks like. Um, I've made no progress at that in terms of, in, in relation to the outdoors in the last two weeks, because as I brought up at the top of the show, there haven't been a lot of opportunities in my opinion, even if I wanted to sneak out of the house, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot going on. So finding that new balance as the opportunities present themselves, definitely a priority for me moving forward in the new year. Next up is, is I kind of touched on it, is exposing our son to the outdoors, exposing Anthony to the outdoors in whatever simple, small, easy ways a newborn growing into a small child can do it. Getting used to being outside, enjoying the sunlight in appropriate doses, getting that fresh air, and just making a habit of it. Because if my wife and I can make a habit of it now, we can hopefully continue to build on that habit as he gets older and can more actively participate in the activities we enjoy outside. That's a huge thing for me. There's so much to experience in nature and so many things to be grateful for, so many things that provide learning opportunities. I want to make sure that our son has as many of those as possible from an extremely early age. Um, my wife has a purchased a collection of, I guess you could call them like shadow images that are supposed to be easier for newborns to see. And it has different animals on them. They're black and white. There's a white side with a black drawing, a black side with a white drawing. They're the same animal. It's a handful of cards. And we've been focusing a lot on the one that has the fish on it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it'll do much in the long run, but you got to try. I only half jokingly said to Liza that it's my goal to make sure that Anthony's first word is fish. But we will see. We will see. And finding ways to get him outside safely, comfortably, and to have him, even from a sensory point of view, experience the outdoors is extremely important to us. So finding chances to do that, definitely one of my goals looking ahead to 2023. My next goal, uh, another fresh goal for the year is to find a shed, to find some antlers. I started taking up uh, shed hunting last year, more out of uh, preventing myself from going stir crazy than anything else that, hey, finding antlers would be cool. Um, but it's never something I've intentionally done prior to last year. And I didn't have any luck shed hunting last year, but I thought I found some good spots. And I really enjoyed the experience. I thinking about, I am on this property. How would a deer use this? Why would a deer be here? When would a deer be here? Would bucks be here? Because obviously that's what you need to find sheds, right? Where are bucks hanging out most frequently? It'll increase your odds of finding where they dropped an antler or two. And I found it such an enjoyable way to get some fresh air, to think critically about hunting at a time where hunting season wasn't open. And to just get outside that now I want to take that next step to actually finding a shed. Shed hunting is a little harder than I thought it would be. I did not think it would be simple, but I felt that with my knowledge of deer and my experience with hunting them, that I probably had a better shot than your average Joe. And maybe I did, but it definitely didn't pan out that way for me. And um, I, I found bones. I found teeth. Heck, I found a full dead deer. Um, I posted on Instagram last March or April and, and somebody commented jokingly saying, you have found everything but a shed. Like you must be close. 
And that's kind of the optimism that I am holding moving into the new year that as shed hunting season comes upon us in March, early April, maybe even late February, um, I want to be able to, to really go after it hard and be successful in this goal. Cause it's not so much about the trophy, the prize at the end. To me, it's more about affirming the knowledge I have about a species I love to hunt and to show that I can be a skilled outdoorsman. I can be someone who can be in tune with nature and understand the behavior of the animals I pursue. To me, that is what finding a shed is all about. Can you find some with dumb luck? Sure. But if you're finding them consistently or finding them in places that maybe not a lot of people are looking, I'd like to think that is a sign of a more in-depth understanding of the biology and the behaviors of deer. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to shed hunting season, actually, and I can't wait for it to be here because I felt I was right there in 2022, and now I just need to finish the deal. I have a bunch of spots all marked up in Onyx and ready to go, and I just need that time of year to be here, need the deer to stop dropping antlers or to start dropping antlers, sorry, um, and just need that timing to be right, but I, I have a list locked and loaded and just can't wait to get after it. So finding a shed, one of my goals for the year. Kind of on a related note, I want to spend more time bow hunting in 2023. Um, my dad leases some land in Washera County with a friend of his, and I have permission to hunt there. And this year was the first time in many years, this past year, I should say, was the first time in many years that I did not get the opportunity to go. Um, and part of it was just scheduling, right? Having a having a pregnant wife, we got a new house. We had a lot of things going on. I like duck hunting. I like goose hunting, uh, fishing season, still being in full swing at that point. There were a lot of competing priorities, you know, and, and that kind of gets in the way you can make whatever excuse you want, but those are some of the ones I'm going with. But the other thing was that I just didn't feel ready. Um, one of the, the perks of our new home is having, being out in the country, having enough land that I can safely and legally shoot my bow in my yard. And I have a little range set up. I've got a nice block target. I've shot my bow in the last six months more than I have ever shot it, but I did not feel ready. And that's something I take extremely seriously. And it's something I'm going to write an article about as uh, bow season approaches is the importance of that practice. The importance of knowing that that shot is there. When you pull that trigger on the release, you are making the decision to attempt to take a life. Anything that happens from that point forward is solely on you. And that's just something that I, it really sticks with me. I really take it seriously. I might even take it too seriously if that's a thing. I did not feel comfortable going bow hunting this year. If I'm being truly honest with myself, I had a couple opportunities to go, not as many as I would have liked because of the factors I listed off before. I wasn't comfortable with it. That shot was not there automatically at the range. I needed it to be as consistently as I, I feel I need it to be. I, I take hunting and the responsibility of hunting very seriously. And it just feels unethical to sit in that stand when if things go along the road of the best case scenario, I know in the back of my mind, I am not 100% comfortable with how things could play out. Now, is anyone a perfect shot with their bow? No, definitely not. And I'm not striving for perfection, but I'm striving for a lot more consistency 
than I've been showing myself. And I did not feel that getting out bow hunting was the right thing to do with where I was at, at the ranges I was shooting. And my pride hurts a little bit admitting that I'm an okay shot. I have killed a deer with a bow. I have never wounded a deer that we didn't find with a bow, but I, I, I never want to get to that scenario if I can help it. Bad shots happen. Mistakes happen. But you have to have a full understanding of what the chances of one, of something unfortunate happening are prior to drawing back on a deer. And I knew what those chances were before I even left my yard, and I didn't like them. I didn't like them. I was not as automatic at the ranges I needed to be as I should have been. And so I made the choice to not go. So I'm going to spend a lot of time fixing that here in the off season. And now that I can shoot more frequently, prepare harder, and know that when my time comes to get out in the woods with my bow, that I'm ready, that that shot is there. And that I don't have to have concerns about human error that are above the reasonable threshold. Right? Because like I said, things happen. There is a threshold there where you are always taking your chances anytime you pull the trigger on anything. But some people are taking more chances than other people. And I don't want to be someone taking a lot of chances, taking unnecessary chances. I just feel I owe it to those animals. So I'm going to get after it. I'm going to keep shooting. I shot a week before baby came. I shot on New Year's Day, actually. Um, and I felt good. I felt good. I'm getting there. And as I brought up earlier, it's not like I'm missing the target, right? Like I'm close. I'm just not as dialed in as I want to be. And maybe I am overthinking it a bit, but I am confident I will get to where I feel I need to be prior to the next bow season. And hopefully that will lead me to take more advantage of the bow hunting opportunities I am offered and just make for an overall more enjoyable experience. So getting out bow hunting more is one of my goals, but I guess the sub goal and the primary goal is I need to get dialed in with the bow the way I want to be, the way I'm comfortable with. And that's something I will be doing in the upcoming year. Finally, my last goal for 2023 as it relates to the outdoors is to stay involved to stay involved because the needs, and I've thought a lot about this, especially in the last week, but the needs are just so great. You know, humans have this nasty habit of ruining just about everything we touch. And that means there's a lot of work to do. Whether it is improving my own behavior, the behavior of our household collectively, the behavior of my friends and family, fixing some of the problems or helping fix and fund some of the solutions to problems that we humans create in the natural world. There's so much work out there. I continue to be involved with Ducks Unlimited. In fact, I owe our, I owe our regional leader, our, our chapter leader, a call here that I should probably give as soon as I'm done recording. Um, but I'm still involved with Ducks Unlimited on the banquet committee. I have, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, become much more involved with the Wisconsin Waterfall Association and helping their efforts in conservation and hunter education and everything that comes along with protecting waterfowl and the hunting tradition in our state. So there's plenty of work to be done there. But then just looking at some of the other problems that have solutions, maybe very practical ones. And while my impact as an individual might be minimal, it's still an impact I should be striving to make. Um, I've brought up in the last couple of years in several social media posts, not overusing salt to salt sidewalks and driveways because we are turning our lakes into an ocean. It's something as simple as that. 
um, a new study came out recently that I hope to dive more into and maybe even have a podcast about that a lot of fish in our area coming out of fresh water are basically inedible because they have so many forever chemicals in them that even eating one serving a year of these particular fish can be extremely harmful to your health and well-being long-term. That is depressing. It, it's just, it's, it's hard for it to not be overwhelming. You think of all the things we ruin. We're not having winters the way we used to be. There's not ice cover that has all kinds of ramifications for reproduction, for management of fish species, for our environment, for our climate as a whole. There is so much work to be done. And I want to keep looking for opportunities to do it to the best of my ability and hopefully bring some of you along for the journey with me. So I need to stay involved. I mean, I've done a good job of consistently being involved with a couple organizations over the past few years, but there's a lot more to be done. And I think I have more to give. I just need to figure out how and when and where to be most impactful. So as a recap, looking at my 2023, I want to find a new balance in my life in terms of the role hunting and fishing and birding can play in it now that we've got a new little one. I want to expose our son to the outdoors. I want to find a shed. I want to spend more time bow hunting and get more confident with my bow. I just lost my swagger a little bit and I need to get it back. And I want to stay involved. Stay involved with the people who are trying to help. If we are trying to be solutions driven as a society, as I try my best to be as a person, a solutions person, there's a lot of work to be done for people who want to solve problems. And I want to be one of those people and I want to help. So that's a look at what I am hoping to do this year. But now I'd like to talk a little bit about what a couple of you would like to do in the upcoming year. I put out a call on Facebook and promised I'd talk about this on the show for those who responded. So thank you. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. Um, the first is from Scott. Scott's a good friend of mine. I appreciate the feedback, Scott, and you chiming in. I hope we can fish together soon. We normally go on an ice fishing trip together with my dad um, around this time of year. But a uh, funny thing is there's no ice. Um, we normally go on, out on Green Bay with Dale Shoshine and his crew and chase whitefish. Well, Dale posted on Facebook a couple days ago that if conditions don't change this year might be a complete bust, a complete washout. And I, I don't know that we're going to get out for that anytime soon, which is kind of scary to think about. And I guess that means we're going to spend time chasing walleyes up in the O'Connell river, which I enjoy. Um, <laughs> but I hope Scott, we can get out fishing together again soon. And I appreciate all of your support and for participating in this. And Scott, you said that you just want to get out more in 2023 and my, my, Initial response when I read that was, don't we all? <laughs> but that's a great goal. Spending as much time, I know I talked about wanting to find a balance, but spending as much time in the outdoors as possible is always an amazing goal. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health, depending on what you're doing. It's good for your perspective on the world to spend as much time in nature as you can. And you don't have to be completely secluded camping on your own without uh, running water or electricity. Just time on the river, time near the lake time in the woods, taking a hike through a field, whatever it might be, you know, utilizing those trails, spending time on a bike, things like that in a canoe. Doesn't even have to be fishing or hunting related, but getting out more. And I know that Scott probably means this in terms of fishing, maybe even a little hunting. Always a great goal. I guess even if I didn't officially have it on my list, that's, it's always a goal of mine, but Looking back on how much time I spent in the outdoors last year, I don't know if topping it 
is going to be quite possible with some of our life changes, but we'll see if I'm given the opportunity to spend even more time in the outdoors, you can rest assured I'm going to do it. And then we're going to finish up with Courtney. Courtney, thank you very much for reaching out. I hope you're feeling well. Um, I hope you get to accomplish this goal we're about to talk about. Courtney said that she's been close, but this year she's going to get that master angler fish. And I think that's an amazing thing to strive for. Um, this year, I was fortunate enough to catch several fish that qualify for um, the Wisconsin Anglers Club, our version of the master angler certification in our state. Um, I sent two of them in to be officially certified. I sent one in November and one a couple weeks ago, and I'm waiting to hear back on both. Uh, the entry period just ended this week for the previous fishing season, and I'm I'm hopeful that that is just a formality at this point. But uh, I I've been checking the mail every day. I, I just and I think I may have even said this on the previous show that I check the mail every day, but I'm excited for hopefully what ought to be verification of that. And uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a set of criteria for fish sizes in our state. And this program is, is run by the DNR that if you catch and release a fish with a witness, at least one witness, there are certain species criteria for the length of that fish that if you catch one longer than X amount for that species it is a certified, what we would call in layman's terms, a master angler fish. If you keep the fish, it goes by weight. And there's a table of all of those criteria um, on the DNR website. And I'm, some of them are pretty difficult to attain. Catching a master angler fish is, is not easy. It is not a frequent occurrence. And it, I mean, it's definitely a significant achievement. So Courtney, I hope you get there because whether or not I get the certification officially. And again, I have no reason to believe I won't on the two fish I caught and I was lucky enough to catch this year. I know that I caught a special fish. I caught a couple of them. I caught a few of them. And actually I couldn't get a few of them certified because I didn't have a witness. That's my one gripe with that program is that I get why you need to have a witness for a live release fish, but I fish by myself, like the vast majority of the time. I gave you a photo. I can send you a video of the release. You can see the measurements in there. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, bring, bring someone along, bring someone along with me just in case I catch a monster. You know, I went through a real hot streak in early October where I caught a handful of master angler certifiable cohos in 48 hours, 72 hours. Um, and I only had someone with me for one of them. Um, it's tough. It's tough, but I, I get that rules need to exist or probably should exist. But that's my only gripe is that for people like me who fish solo most of the time, it's kind of tough to get to that mark. And then you catch that special fish. And even if you have all the evidence in the world, if you don't have a witness, you're kind of out of luck as far as the state is concerned. But Courtney, I know you've got at least one fishing buddy who may or may not be listening, who will be there with you when you catch that master angler fish. And if not, give me a call. I'll come check it out for you. I'll, I'll gladly be your witness there if I need to be too. But I think it's a great goal. It's something that I'm going to probably keep in my goals. Maybe maybe make them officially official on next year's podcast if we do a version of this show again. Now that I've caught a couple fish that meet that mark, that master angler mark, now I want to catch as many as possible in as many different species as possible. But looking back on my lifetime of catches, I don't think I've caught very many but it's a cool thing to chase. It's a cool thing to go after. And it's something that I will be pursuing a lot more actively and a lot more intentionally moving forward too. 
But yeah, for those of you who want to know more about the program, check it out on the Wisconsin DNR website. The Wisconsin Anglers Club, Hooked on Wisconsin Anglers Club is what I believe the official title of it is. All the criteria is there. It's just interesting to look at. Interesting to think about. Do you know of a spot where you could get a fish that size? Have you ever caught a fish that size? Have you caught a fish that size with someone with you? All the things to consider. But that's an exciting pursuit. And Courtney, I wish you the very best of luck. So that'll put a wrap on today's episode. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Hoping to have some guest episodes. The next few episodes, if we can make the stars align, should be guest episodes. So you won't have to worry about me talking your ear off solo anyway for the next couple months. But we will see how everything, don't want to count my chickens before they're hatched. So we'll see how everything works out. But I have some cool ideas in the works. It's just a matter of, can I get the help I need from others and can I execute on them? So I will keep you posted. New book coming soon. You will hear about that shortly if all goes well. Be sure to check out NathanWolfleOutdoors.com frequently. There will be new and more content coming. And even if there isn't new stuff immediately when you listen to this and go to the site, there's over 100 articles on there. I bet you can find something that interests you in the meantime. Um, but there will be plenty of new stuff coming out. I still want to maintain my cadence of about four new posts a month. So check back off and to make sure you don't miss out. If you have feedback on the show, guests you'd like to hear from, articles you'd like to have written, some ideas for the website, reach out to me via email at natewoofel at gmail.com. That's N-A-T-E-W-O-E-L-F-E-L at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button wherever you're at right now and never miss another episode. I would greatly appreciate that if you shared, if you liked this episode and shared it with a friend, let them know about the show. That would mean a ton to me. But thank you so much for your support. I hope you get some time in the Wisconsin outdoors between now and the next time we speak. And we'll talk again real soon.